Chapter 1. Sorry, mate, I didn't see you. Shirley MacLaine said, The more I travelled, the more I realised that fear makes strangers of people who should be friends. The heat of the day on Australia's Pacific Highway was intense. The sky above was a clear blue and, and the grass under me brittle and spiky. Something fast-moving had flashed as a blur of blue in the side of my visor. It then slammed into me. It was too early for pain to surface, and though stunned, I lay thinking, I hope the first people here aren't smokers. Much of the Pacific Highway is dual carriageway, and just after a set of traffic lights, I'd stopped on a hard shoulder lay-by to have a drink and to check my map. My plan was that when the lights were on red, I could ease on out with no traffic to deal with. Rested, I looked in my mirror to check the colour of the lights. They were just turning red, so twisting my throttle hard, I moved back onto the road. At that moment, a blue van smashed into the bike from the left, and we were hurled across to the central reservation. I ended up wedged under the bike, with petrol pouring out of the carburettors onto my legs. It happened in an instant, and after a long moment of stunned silence, suddenly all my senses were working on full power. The reeking petrol was stinging my skin through my trousers. The earth and grass by my nose, heated by the midday sun, smelt dry and held the tang of pollution. On the other side of the reservation, cars sped past, just by my head. I could hear them and feel their draught, but trapped under the bike, I couldn't twist enough to see them or get further away. The first three people to get to me roared up on bikes. They were Australian Hells Angels, and thankfully they weren't smoking. The one closest to me was astride a gleaming, but very battered black and gold chopper. It had forks so long that the bike must have been a pig to get around corners. From where I was lying, it was natural to start from the ground and work upwards towards the rider's face. He was wearing scuffed and oil-soaked, square-toed bike boots. His equally oil-soaked black denim jeans looked so stiff with filth that they probably could have stood up on their own. He wore a stained blue denim waistcoat, which was decorated in front with embroidered skulls, crossbones and badges. His belly, which was fast forming a sheen of sweat, stuck out from the unbuttoned front of the waistcoat. His arms were tattooed with age-faded blues and reds, and around his neck he had a skull suspended on a bike chain that still had oil on it. The chain left a dark mark around his neck and a greasy pendulum shape on his chest where it must have swung back and forth as he rode. He sat impassively looking down at me. His chin was unshaven with about four days' growth and his eyes were hidden by the darkest black wraparound shades I'd ever seen. On his shaven head, he had a German Second World War army helmet with cow's horns sticking out of each side. I had no sense of fear as I lay there, just the irreverent thought that he looked like an extra from a Hollywood biker movie. He leaned down without getting off his bike and said, G'day, mate. How's it going? Though it was getting rather painful under the bike and the heat of the exhaust was beginning to burn through my jeans, I was delighted by this perfect piece of pure Australian. As a Brit, I replied, Not too good, actually. I can see that, mate, he said, with a tone in his voice that made it perfectly clear that finding a Brit under a motorcycle in the middle of a dual carriageway was an everyday occurrence. He and the other two angels got off their bikes, lifted my bike off me, and without a further word roared off in a triple Harley-Davidson blast. 
Until that moment, the blue van driver hadn't realised that it wasn't a hell's angel he'd hit. He was walking bravely, honourably, and very scared down the road from where he'd parked up. His first words to me were the classic, Sorry mate, I didn't see you. He went on to explain, I live just off the lay-by, down the hill a bit. I can see the traffic lights from my drive, and when they go red I shoot out. I was late today, and you were hidden by a bush. I never expected to see you there. I'm really sorry, mate. Once again, I'd been lucky in my misfortune. I was a little shocked and I was sore, but unhurt. My left leg had been protected by the gap between the bike's engine protection bars and my luggage pannier. My bike gear had saved me from the worst of the fall. My leather jacket was covered in deep scratch marks and my padded jeans and gloves had been torn open, but I hadn't collected a single mark. My helmet had an unhappy...